When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hey, Matt here, and I'd like to meet you. I'd like to meet you in person because I want to know your goals. I want to know where you are in your business right now. And I want to know what challenges you're experiencing and potentially offer a variety of solutions. So go to grubandgrowrich.com to see when my team and I will be in a city near you. You see, we're traveling the country over the next 12 months just to meet you, just to break bread with you, toss a few cold ones back and talk shop. And at the very least, I'd just like to thank you in person and thank you for supporting the Epic Real Estate Investing Podcast because if it wasn't for you, this show would not exist. And for that, I am grateful. So go to grubandgrowrich.com to see when we'll be in your city and reserve your seat, grubandgrowrich.com. Broadcasting from Terrio Studios in Glendale, California, it's time for Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. Yeah! Uh! What's that? Hello, and welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Podcast, the place where I show people how to escape the rat race using real estate. And you do that by shifting your focus. Shift your focus from making piles of money to making streams of money. Change that one thing right there. Change that one thing just one time and you are on your way to financial freedom. It's not the most exciting path, but it is the fastest. And once you get there, life then becomes exciting. And it's not a complicated shift either. You know, real estate investing, it's not a complicated business. In fact, it's it's rather painfully simple, yet it's very easy to overthink it and make it painfully complicated. And I bring this up because it seems to have been the theme of my coaching calls this past week. You know, as I've mentioned in past episodes this year, I I took on 30 one-on-one coaching clients for 2015. This is my last year working with people one-on-one and and I just wanted to go out with a bang and create a bunch of really great success stories in, in this final year. And, and I'm happy to say a significant portion of clients have already produced amazing results, closing multiple deals, or that are already on their second one, at least. You know, Corey, you, uh, you're crushing it, dude. Jeremiah, Nathan, Paul, Jeff, uh, Juan just got his first deal. Tom, Frank, Sherry, you're all doing fantastic. You're crushing it. You're doing the day-to-day activities required to succeed, and this and, and this business is paying you back. You're getting the results. Then there's another portion of my coaching clients that have you know fallen totally out of communication, and I'm not sure what's going on with their business. I'm not sure where they went, and you know because as I promise upfront before anyone signs up to coach with me, I'm going to give you everything I've got. I won't hold anything back, but 
You've got to meet me halfway. I can't do it for you. You have to do your part. So I'm going to go back on my promise. I'm breaking my word, and I'm going to hunt you down to see where where the breakdown is. I'm I'm not going to mention any names. You know who you are, but this message is for you too. I'm coming after you, okay? If you're listening to this show on on a regular basis for some tips, if you're listening to this show for some advice or some insight, it does you no good unless you apply what you learn. It does no good to sign up for coaching unless you show up. (laughs) And if you decide to join the Epic Pro Academy, again, you've got to at least log in. You know, being a member of the Epic Pro Academy doesn't make you a real estate investor. No, you've got to follow through. You've got to log in. You've got to take on the lessons and and you've got to apply what you've learned. Okay? I mean, I can lead you to water and, and I can even show you how to drink it. I mean, I can even put it in my hand and I can hold it up to up to your mouth. But at the end of the day, You've got to drink. Got it? Now, there's another portion of my my coaching clients that that fall into a a variety of categories, most of which they can kind of be, I mean, it can be kind of a general category of getting ready to get ready or are, you know, they might be going through the motions, but they're not really following through or, or they're not going through the motions with any real intent. They're kind of like going through the motions to say, see, I'm doing it, but the intent isn't backing those activities and, and those motions. Or, or they're making excuses as to, to why they haven't done a deal yet. And some of those excuses are valid. Some are not. And, but, you know, whether your excuses are valid or not, the one thing you're going to learn about this business, if you do the activities, if you do them consistently and you do them with persistence, you get the results. If you don't, you don't. And regardless if your excuses are valid or not. And that's really just to say that this business, I want you to know, it doesn't care about you. It doesn't care about your situation. It doesn't care about your circumstances. It doesn't care about your strengths. It doesn't care about your limitations. It doesn't care about your personality. It doesn't care about how you look or how you look performing this business. It doesn't care about what you're thinking or it doesn't care about your emotions or your feelings. It doesn't care. And that lack of caring comes, though, without prejudice. It applies to everybody equally. It equally doesn't care about any of you. But the good news about that is the business is fair. It's brutally fair. If you do the work, you get the results. If you don't, you won't get the results. Now, the theme of this past week, for some reason, is here we are in March, been working with everybody for a few months, everybody for a few months, and and the theme on these coaching calls has had to do with uh, basically, quote unquote, the work. Specifically, how it's so easy to complicate the work. And when something is complicated or something is confusing, people do nothing. They get stopped. If they're confused and they don't know the answers, they don't do anything. So if you're finding yourself stuck, let's cover what you need to know. Let's cover what you need to know to do a deal in the next 30 days. And I'm speaking to you as much as I'm speaking to my coaching clients right now. This is for everybody. If you're finding yourself stuck, today's episode is for you. I'm going to request that you keep this thinking it through. Keep all that the thoughts. Keep that to a minimum and just follow the steps. Move at the speed of instruction. Travel as far as you can see and have faith that when you get there, 
you will see further. You know, just this week, one of my coaching clients, Juan, he got he lives in Hawaii and he's marketing virtually in Indianapolis and he got his first deal and he got it under contract and he was like, Matt, now what? So that's exactly how you're supposed to do this business. Now what? I did that step. Now what? And he even ended that email with, gosh, this, this moving at the speed of instruction actually works. Or it's really that simple. I wish I would have gotten it sooner. Something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. But he's doing it. He's got, I got under contract. Now what? So I said, you know, call the property manager, have them drive by and confirm the rentability of the property, have them confirm market rent, and then have the property inspected. And then he's like, okay, doing it. And then we got a phone call. says, okay, we're going to do that. And then what we're going to do? Well, once we do that, if everything's acceptable, then you open escrow. Okay, I got to open escrow. How do I do that? So I told him how to do that. So we just traveled one step at a time and he's getting this deal done. He didn't know how to even open escrow. He had a question. He was like, even kind of like, I, I feel kind of silly even asking this. So what do I do? Just call up the escrow company and tell them I have a deal and give them the contract and the earnest money and open it up. And I said, yep. See, he didn't, wasn't, he was uncertain of how to even open up escrow and he got the property under contract. That's what I mean by moving at the speed of instruction. Travel as far as you can see and have the faith that when you get there, you'll see further. Okay, so first thing, take your mind off your strategy, whatever your strategy may be. I mean, forget about wholesaling, forget about flipping, forget about holding, forget about lease options, forget about subject to, or forget about notes. That seems to be the buzzword today, uh, recently. Everyone's into notes now. Forget the latest technique that you just heard about at your RIA meeting. Forget about the latest strategy you just saw on a webinar. Forget about the newest technique you just read about in that ebook you just downloaded. Forget all of that. Forget it. And here's why. Because regardless of which strategy you do choose to make your money, and they all work, by the way, so it doesn't matter which one you choose, regardless of which one you choose, you know, and, and whether it's piles of money or whether you're creating streams of money, doesn't matter. They all have one thing in common, of which if you don't do, none of them will work. See, all of the strategies, they look exactly the same until you get your offer accepted, okay? So from the point of generating the lead up to getting the offer accepted, they're all exactly the same thing. So, so forget about what you're going to do after you get that offer accepted and place your sole focus on getting your offer accepted. Got it? And then when you get your offer accepted, then we can cross that bridge of what there is to do next. I mean, pe people are constantly getting stopped from taking this first step because they're so uncertain as to what to do once they reach the second step. And this concern stops them from taking the first step. You get it? They're like, I don't know what I'm going to do on step two and three. So they never take step one. So forget the second step. Forget the fifth step. Forget the tenth step. Forget all of that until you take the first. You see, because what there is to do for that second step is so much clearer once you've taken the first step. So stop overthinking this and just take the first step. Alrighty, so to get offers accepted, okay, to get to that point, you have to write offers, right? Makes sense? And, and to write offers, you have to find motivated sellers. And to find motivated sellers, you have to either go hunting for them or you have to fish for them, but you gotta go find them one way or the other. You can hunt for them or you can fish for them. And, and what I mean by hunting, that means, you know, activities like knocking on the doors of pre-foreclosures, cold calling properties for rent, uh, or, or maybe working through your database, being proactive through your database and asking for referrals. That would be hunting. Those are examples of hunting for uh, motivated sellers. Now, fishing, 
That would consist of activities like, say, posting bandit signs or placing classified ads or maybe sending direct mail. Okay, so that's phishing. Or, or yeah, phishing. So regardless of, of which approach you take, hunting or phishing, you have to work the numbers. What does that mean? You have to work the numbers. Well, you're going to get uh, a certain number of no's for every one yes that you get. Those are the numbers. And you got to work through those numbers. And you can work through those numbers fast or you can work through them slow. Regardless of which if you decide to do this fast or slow, you still have to go through the numbers. You have to let the numbers play out. And with that being the case, if you got to work the numbers, there's probably no easier way to work the numbers quickly and, you know, robustly than there is with direct mail. Yes, direct mail. I know. I find it so amazing that in this technological age, I mean, it never ceases to amaze me that direct mail is still hands down the lead generating activity that's getting it done for real estate investors more than any other. I mean, I like you probably. I've always got my eyes open for the next new thing that, that can more easily and for less money produce leads better. But still, there's nothing. It's direct, it's direct mail. And, and with that said, um, to work the numbers, you've got to generate leads. You've got to generate a lot of them. And you've got to generate them consistently. You need all of those elements. You need leads, you need a lot of them, and you need them consistently if you expect to produce a consistent income from your real estate investing efforts. And for this, I recommend direct mail be the first thing that you do in both postcards or letters, one or the other or both. They both work very well. And I recommend them not just for their effectiveness, not just because that's what's working for most people, but also because for, for their ease of delegating. You can have somebody else do this for you. And also for their ease of creating consistency, creating those consistent leads, meaning you can schedule a year's worth of mail in just one sitting and you're done. And those leads will come in consistently in spite of you. Because if, if you, depending on yourself to schedule it each month, you're gonna send out more mail, that's where the inconsistency comes in. You've got too much human element involved. You've got too much you involved in that part of your business. All right, so schedule them and make them consistent. And you can do that in just one sitting. So this is first, you need leads, consistent leads. And and frequently, right here, I don't have to look any further than right here to discover why someone isn't doing deals or not doing as many deals as they'd like to do or as consistently as they'd like to do. It's because their mail is inconsistent. They don't have this basic system in place in their business. So take a moment and schedule your direct mail. This should be the very first system that you set up in your business. Don't think about any other system until you've got this one established, until you've got this one in place. And a system, here's a system. A system is simply defined, it's just something that happens automatically. Okay, it happens automatically. So remove this activity from your responsibility, remove it from your personal to-do list. Just sit down, go to a list provider. There are a number of them out there. We've talked about so many different ones. Listsource.com seems to be the most popular one. We use it here. We use it most of the time. So listsource.com, you can go there, just Make it simple. Don't overthink it. Purchase a list of absentee owners in your neighborhood of choice, fitting the type of property that you want to invest in. And then once you've got that list, you go ahead and you take that list to a marketing center, okay? A, a direct mail house. And, and if you're at a loss there, okay, Google Google is answers everything. But if you just want to make this really easy, go to epicmarketingcenter.com. That's where we use 
epicmarketingcenter.com and put your mailings on an automated schedule. Okay, just schedule them. Don't overthink this part. Don't get stuck on which letter to use or which postcard to send. Just send something. You can optimize as you go. You can modify as you go. When I say schedule something, it doesn't mean it's in stone. You can always make changes. But get it scheduled and just send something. You get, you're going to get some feedback and you can make some modifications if necessary. All right? The, the best marketing piece that you can send, I'm gonna, the best one you can send, is the one that actually gets sent. So don't overthink it. Just send something. Have it scheduled to be sent consistently. And you can send it monthly. You can send it weekly. You can send it bi-weekly, whatever. doesn't matter. Don't overthink it. Just have it being sent consistently. And if it's sent consistently, you're going to get the consistent leads. All right? So second, second thing, answer the phone. That's it. Don't complicate this. Just answer the phone. And, and if you can't get to the phone, return the phone call as soon as you can. All right? The rule here is talk to everyone that calls you. Do you mean that even the people that hung up and didn't leave a message? Yes, especially them. Again, don't overthink it. Answer the phone at every opportunity that you can and call back all of those calls that you missed. Simple. Don't, com don't complicate it. Don't overthink it. Don't wonder, should I or shouldn't I? No, stop it. You spent the money on the marketing to get these people to call you. Don't waste your marketing dollars by being flaky and returning phone calls. Or don't, don't waste your, your marketing dollars by overanalyzing which calls to return. Just make contact and talk to them. Got it? So, so what do you say when they, when they call? Well, I mean, I don't know what to say. Like, should I go this way or should I go that way? It doesn't matter. Again, here, there are a ton of different things that you can say. There are a ton of different approaches out there. There are a ton of different psychologies. There are a ton of scripts to choose from. Don't get stopped here because you're afraid you're going to say something wrong. Don't overthink this part. I mean, what do you normally say when, when, when your phone rings? Just not, not in business, just in normal everyday life. What do you normally say when your phone rings? You say, hello? And then you wait for a response, don't you? And then you respond, and then they respond, and then you respond, and then you have this exchange going back and forth, and all of a sudden you have a conversation going, right? It don't overthink it. And when do you normally, what do you normally say when, um, when you return a missed phone call, like someone called you and you missed it, and you're gonna call them back? You say something to the effect. This might not be verbatim, but you say something to the effect that, sorry, I missed your call. How can I help you? Or what can I do for you? Or what's up? And then the person on the other end tells you what you can help them with. And then you determine whether or not you can help them. This business is just like that. It works just like you normally, like it normally works when you answer the phone. So don't overthink it. Now, if you need a structure, I can give you a structure to follow. But just keep in mind that regardless of which structure you use or which script you use, here's the thing is that, that you may know your script inside and out, backwards and forwards. But the other person, they don't follow the script. They don't know your script. <laughs> they don't know what the, what the exact thing to say is. There's no magic words that, they, that, that you're waiting for them to say before you can go on to the next part. So just keep that in mind. But, but here's a structure that you can follow, okay? It's not right, it's not wrong, it's just a structure. It's a guideline, if you will. And I've simplified the essence of the phone call as much as I possibly can. So the, the first thing you say is, after you say hello, of course, uh, tell me about your situation. Hey, glad you called, can you just tell me why? Well, tell me about your situation. What was it about the, the postcard that had you call me? And you listen. That's it. Tell me about your situation. And you listen. 
Then the next thing you ask is, what would you like to have happen? Right? Let's get to the point. You're going to be generating a lot of leads. you got to sort through these leads. Let's get to the point. After they've told you, told you about their situation, you've built a little bit of rapport, you've listened to what they got to say, and okay, great. So, so what, what, how can I help you? What, what, do you what, what would you like to have happen? And you listen. That's it. Okay? And once they tell you what they want, now you know what you got to do. You have to give it to them. You have to give it to them in a way that it, that it works for you as well, but now you know what they want. And if you can give them what they want, the next thing you ask is, hey, if I could make that happen, and I think I probably could, uh, but if I could make that happen, how soon would you be ready to sell? That's it. You want to know when. You want to know how soon. It's very simple, right? Now, now, based on what you heard, decide if there's motivation there, okay? Decide if it's worth your time to set an appointment to meet with the seller or not. But, but how do I know if they're motivated or not? <laughs> Again, they don't know the, the script. There are no magic words. They're, I'm not going to tell you that when they say this, boom, that's when you go. No, just you're smarter than that, okay? Just don't overthink this part. If they sound like they need to sell their property, that's who you're going to invest your time with. Invest your time with just those that need to sell. And when you've spent the time with them, if you've made the appointment to visit the property or not, whatever it may be, then just present an offer, you got to present an offer. And that brings me to the third thing. You have to make an offer. You have to write an offer. You have to present an offer, a written offer. Everybody else, everybody, whether they need to sell or not, send them a written offer. Everybody? Yes, everybody. You don't mean everybody. Yes, I mean everybody. See, this is the step right here. Because, uh, you know, for the most part, I, I'm able to detect or, or decide or, or discover where someone's business is, is falling apart or if it's not working the way they, they want it to work. And that's just because they're not generating enough leads. And if they are generating enough leads, it's the next thing is probably because they're just not talking to enough of them. They're not making enough contact with those leads. But right here, if, if everyone gets past those first two steps, this is where the majority of the people get stuck is they don't write offers. Don't overthink this part. This is where the overthinking really kicks into overdrive. You might get it. Okay, simple. Generate leads. Simple. Call them back. Great. Third, write an offer. Well, wait a minute. How do I do that? Or who gets an offer? Or what should I do? Or what type of offer should I give them? And this is where the over, overthinking really gets in the way. So don't let this happen to you. Just submit an offer. And, and should I mail it to them or should I send it via email? <laughs> Just send it. Both if you can, but just send it. You got to get the offer. Don't overthink that part. Well, what if they just wanted to know what their house was worth? Do I send them an offer then? Yes, send them an offer then. Well, what if they were just curious as to what the yellow letter was all about and, and why they received it? Yes, send them an offer. What if they were just curious as to how they got on my list? Should I send them an offer then? Yes, they called you. They didn't call you just out of the blue. They called you because there's something about that message that spoke to them. You don't know what it is yet, and you, and you won't know sometimes. But so send them an offer. Well, what if they're really unreasonable about their price and they want way too much for their property? Should I send them an offer then? Yes, send them an offer. Well, what if they're underwater? I mean, what if they owe more on their property than what the property is worth? Should I send them an offer then? Yes. Well, what type of offer in that case? Should it be a short sale offer? Should I have a realtor involved? Da, da, da. Send them an offer. Send them an offer that works for you. 
If that offer is, hey, I'm going to take over your payments, but you got to come in with $30,000 to pay the difference on the uh, on the banknote, then that's an offer. That's what you send them. Well, what if I don't like the house? Should I send an offer then? Yes. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean someone else won't. You can sell it to somebody else that will like the house. Well, what if the house is just a piece of junk? And and what if they what if they um what if the repairs on it are are more than what the property is worth? Should I write an offer then? Yes. That offer might include them. They gotta pay for the repairs. Just send the offer. What if they say, take me off your list or I'm going to report you? Should I send an offer then? <laughs> I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say, take them off your list. You know, you don't wanna badger people, you don't wanna abuse people. But but send them an offer. I mean, here, first, I hear that all the time, by the way. Who are they going to report you to? What what law did you violate? That you didn't violate a law by sending somebody a piece of mail. If they want you, if they want to be taken off the list, then take them off the list. But you didn't you didn't break any laws. There's nobody to report you to. Okay, so. Take them off your list. But having said that, you see right here in the office, in our office right here, we are consistently expanding our reach or our criteria, if you will, of who gets an offer. And that criteria is getting so broad that it just about does include the person that says, take me off your list or I'm going to report you. And if they're really angry, then okay, I don't need to deal with that. But our list is getting really broad. We're sending an offer to everybody. The point here is leave no lead without an offer. Nobody gets by your marketing machine without receiving an offer. And I'm going to drive this home because there's some very, very good reasons that you need to do this. Your business depends on it. Your livelihood depends on it. Your future depends on this. There are very good reasons. First, it's the obvious but you're never going to do a deal unless you do send an offer. I mean, you can go back and forth and negotiate till you're blue in the face. You can even come to an agreement and, and shake hands, but that deal is not getting done until you do send an offer. Second, a no today does not mean a no tomorrow. All right? Whatever had them call you today was it's because it's kind of on their mind. It might not be urgent today. It might not be a need to sell today. But that urgency could definitely escalate tomorrow or next week or next month or in six months from now. Then it will become urgent. Because typically people that are, you know, experiencing tough times, it, it gets a little worse before it gets better. And you're the one that can be there to help them. And it might not be urgent today, but it might be urgent tomorrow. So a no today doesn't mean a no tomorrow. So send them an offer. Because when it does be hit reach a level of urgency, who are they going to call? They're going to call the person that sent them an offer. They're going to say, hey, is this offer still valid? And I know some of you listening to me right now have had that phone call. Hey, you sent this offer to me. Is this still good? Happens all the time. Third reason you want to always send an offer is sellers lie. I know it's hard to believe, but they lie. But put yourself in their shoes. Okay, they're calling a piece of mail. Maybe it's this little postcard, is a good looking postcard, is a scraggly postcard, or is this a handwritten yellow letter, is a professional white letter. They're calling you because that peeps something in them. But they're calling because they might be a little cautious. Then you don't know what their situation is. They're, they're protecting their negotiating position. They don't want to reveal their entire, all. they don't want to show all of their cards. So sellers lie, send them an offer. And the reason you want to send them an offer because due to the fact that they may or may not be lying 
is is the, the fourth reason is the dynamics change when words are put into writing. So that no that verbally might be a yes because it's in writing. The seller that lied to you might reveal the truth after you put that those your offer in writing. The dynamics change entirely when something's in writing. So always send an offer. And the fifth reason is, refer to reason number one, you're never going to do a deal unless you do send an offer. I mean, you've invested your time, you've invested your money. I mean, in some cases, massive amounts of time and money. You might've made some really great sacrifices to generate this lead and to get, the, your, get them on the phone. So don't waste it. Keep the ball in play. Don't let it bounce twice in your court. Every time the ball comes your direction, swing. Comes back to you, swing. Comes back to you, swing. And keep swinging. You're never going to hit the ball unless you do swing. You know, in our world, a swing is defined as an offer. Alrighty? I mean, you see, this approach, it's very much like mining for gold. You know, as I've mentioned several times on the show, I'm a big fan of the show Gold Rush. I mean, it, and if you don't know what that show is, it's a it's a reality TV show. I think it's on TLC, and I, it's about just a bunch of different groups of gold miners that go out and then shows their trials and tribulations of while they're mining for gold. And there's, I love this show because there are so many great metaphors and, and analogies for what we do as real estate investors. And and they just had the season finale this last week, and and I think this was season six or seven. I've been watching it for several years now, and. And uh, they all found more gold this season than they ever have in previous seasons. This was a great season. In fact, I think they all found more gold this season than they have in all the previous seasons combined. It was, I love it. Anyway, what I've noticed this season, and I always come and walk away with a nugget after each season, no pun intended, (laughs) a nugget, um, is what I came away with this season was I noticed that they're not necessarily looking for gold. You know, <clears throat> the gold, it's invisible. You can't see it. Meaning you could be standing on the richest soil in the Klondike and you wouldn't know it. You'd have no idea. A- and they don't know it either because you can't see it. It's invisible. So how do they find the gold? Because they do find gold. So how do they find it? Well, they don't find the gold by looking for gold. They find the gold by washing away the dirt. They're not looking for gold. What they're doing is washing away the dirt, of which then makes the gold visible. You see, most investors are out there focused on finding a deal. They're analyzing which which motivated seller or which prospect or which lead should get an offer. They're trying to just like those gold miners, like if they went around and said, okay, let's dig right here. Okay, let's dig, 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 dig. Let's see if the gold is here. And they come up with nothing. And then they go find another place and they dig a small, narrow little hole. Like th- that would be over strategizing it. That would be overthinking it. And that's how a lot of people approach um, who is going to receive an offer from them or not. You know, they're, they're so focused on finding a deal when they should really be just focused on washing away the dirt. Massive amounts of dirt. You see, the deals are invisible. They don't always show up on the first call. And they don't become visible until the dirt is washed away. You see, your leads, that comprises your gold field, so to speak. That's That makes up all of, of your dirt. Now you have to wash that away. Your phone calls and your conversations wash away that first layer of dirt. 
and you may see some gold after you wash away that first layer of dirt. But there is so much more dirt there that needs to be washed away to find all of the gold. Okay, so your, your phone calls and your conversations, that washes away the, the first layer of dirt. And you might find some gold there but, there, but there's still a lot of dirt on top of some gold there, on top of your gold. So what you do is you send an offer to wash away more dirt. And you may see some more gold there and you can go there and you can pick it up. But, but there's still some more dirt on top of your gold. All the dirt has not been washed away. So what you do is you continue to send them direct mail to wash away the dirt, to wash away the rest of the dirt. You keep mailing. You keep answering the phone calls. You keep sending offers. You keep washing away the dirt. And eventually, all the gold starts to reveal itself. So, you know, if you're not sending an offer to every lead, you're throwing good gold out with the dirt. You're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Don't throw your gold out with the dirt because you got to wash it all away. So, So the more dirt you wash away, the more gold that is revealed. It's that simple. It's really simple. Send your mail. Answer the phone. Submit offers. And then just move on and send more mail. Answer more phone calls. Submit more offers. This business isn't any more complicated than that. So... Let's look at your business, okay? Let's look at your business. Maybe this applies to you, maybe it doesn't. Let's say, you know, you're not closing as many deals as you'd like. So what's the answer, right? What's the answer? The answer is very simple. Write more offers. That's it. That's the answer. Write more offers. All right? So let's say you are writing offers. Say, what if you're not closing as many deals as you'd like and you're writing as many offers as you possibly can? What's the answer then? You got to talk to more people. That's it. That's the answer. So what if you are talking to a lot of people and they're all getting offers? What if you're doing all that and you're still not doing as many deals as you'd like? What's the answer there? What if you've answered and or returned every single phone call and every single person that you spoke to got an offer? What's the answer there if you're not doing getting as many deals as you'd like? The answer is send more mail. That's it. That's the answer. Pick up the marketing. Increase the lead generation. Yeah, but, but, well, but what about... Stop it. <laughs> no yeah buts. All right, stop it. Stop thinking. You see, you're not allowed to think about this business until you can check these three things off your list. You got to check these things off your list first before you can start thinking about it. Before, let me put it this way, before your thinking is going to really serve you. Not until you're consistently generating leads, making contact with those leads, and sending offers to those leads is your thinking really going to serve you. Is your over you know, strategizing and overcomplicating this business, none of that's going to work for you, okay? If you're not doing all three of those, then just stop doing whatever it is that you're doing. Stop thinking about whatever it is that you're you're thinking about and, and get those three things in place first. Once you've done that and you've continued to do that for a few months, only until then are you allowed to think about any other aspect of this business. And here's why. I'm... I'm this is, this is so valuable right here, because okay? here's why. Because what you're going to find is, once you've got those three things in place, once you are generating leads, you're contacting those leads, and you're submitting those offers, once you've got, you're doing that, what you're going to find is, whatever it is that you've deemed so important right now to prevent you from doing those three things, you're going to find that one thing that you think is so important right now, it ain't that important but you're probably never going to reach that level of enlightenment 
until you've run through these three steps for a few months, at least. Plan for six months, okay? Plan for six months of consistently generating leads, of consistently making contact with those leads, and consistently sending offers to every single one of those leads. Don't overthink it. Your thoughts are robbing you of your future. You're overcomplicating, you're overthinking it. It's not that difficult. It's not that complicated. Alrighty, so let's see. Before I go, let me make this even more simple. I'd like to simplify, allow me to try and simplify this process even more. I mean, I don't know. How can I simplify this even more than just three steps? Well, I'm gonna give you one step. I'm gonna give you one step to focus on each and every day. When you wake up, make it a goal to write at least one offer. That's your goal. That's your daily goal. One offer a day. Your day is not done until you've written at least one offer. And if you want to go for extra credit, or I'd say this may make actually this task even easier for you to do by taking on this extra credit. Let's, let's be really clear about this one offer a day. Your day is not done until you've gotten one offer rejected. Your day is not done until you've gotten one offer rejected. So if you write an offer and it gets accepted, super news, that's awesome. But you have to write another offer that day. So there's this business summed up. You get one offer rejected every single day. That's the goal. That's the goal to get offers rejected? No, come on, you're smarter than that. Make it your intent, it's your intent with every offer to get it accepted, but your day isn't done until you get one rejected. You see, the destination is an accepted offer. The path that will get you there is through rejected offers. Don't overthink it. See you next week. I'm Matt Terrio, living the dream. You've been listening to Epic Real Estate Investing, the world's foremost authority on separating the facts from the BS in real estate investing education. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to visit iTunes and share your thoughts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here at Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.